Uh, I just said last couple of weeks, I think uh, four weeks that I'm talking about after the I reconnected with the uh, my old friend that uh, and the old schoolmate um, during the uh, Father's Day last Father's Day. So they all told it's the four girls and uh, one boy, and uh, they all grow up without the father. So today we already talk about the four girls story and that the, their father uh, either was uh, jailed and uh, sent to the forced labor camp, murdered, tortured, or suicide. So this, uh, the last story is the boy. Um, his name is Steve. And uh, he lives in New York area right now. And uh, he, uh, he is also grew up without the father. And... Um, and he's my older schoolmate. He's a uh, class uh, 67. I'm a class 68. He's a, a one year older than me. And then we went to the uh, re-education camp together. We went to the same camp. and uh, uh, But he's a very, very shy boy. And he never, when he was young, he never, I think a lot to do with uh, without the father, and he's kind of insecure. He never come out to play with other kids, doesn't matter boys or girls. So we hardly talk to each other. Even uh, we went to the uh, labor camp together, re-education camp together. We hardly, talk, I think only once. One time, uh, you know, the we have the, the village, you know, and have this uh, in front of the village. We are uh, living in the up here, and down there we use the water, the river, and they're always flooded uh, when summertime. So then uh, one time I went to um, counting some uh, clinic to get some medicine, and come back, and the the river was flooded, so can't go across. I saw him just coming down, and to to fetching some water. And so I just waved at him asking for help because otherwise I'm not able to cross the river because the current was, uh, because so shallow the river, the current is very, very, very fast. You know, gonna just uh, uh, flush you away. And uh, so he coming and he was still very shy. He not even uh, tried to give me, uh, help me uh, use his hand. He just hand me a, a the tree branch, I hold the branch, he helped me cross the river. So when in the middle of the river, and I all of a sudden he went in a deep hole down there and I just uh, flushed away. So good thing I was so lucky, I stand uh, in the higher ground, so I just able to uh, standing and not, and uh, then survived from the river. So we both survived that after a few minutes, we get to the higher ground, so it didn't flash away. So that's the second time I was, uh, uh, the first time I was talked to him, uh, you know, contact him, uh, actually. Uh, and then I went to, um, I supposed to go to Shanghai, uh, the uh, science, technology, and uh, the university, uh, but they found out my father had some uh, overseas relationship, so I cannot be trusted. To accept it, so they just dumped me there. So even uh, probably a few months later, uh, the Kunming and the techno uh, technology engineering school accepted me. 
And at that time, Steve was sent to a, a very remote village to, as a teacher, to teaching the, the, over there, the elementary school. And uh, so, but the, when we leaving, and uh, they all coming to say goodbye to me, and that, so he said that he wanted to go to the uh, university. He tried, maybe next year, and maybe next year. So it's already tried, I think, uh, three years. He tried very, very hard. And uh, finally, he's always the, the, the uh, exam and test result, he always the number one. But they, because his father's problems, so they never settled. Finally, finally, and I think that I was in third year college, finally he um, be accepted and go to not just Yunnan, is go to Shanghai and teachers uh, college to study uh, in the mathematics. So he's very good at mathematics. Anyway, so that's the second time I have a chance to talk to him. He stopped and called me and I took him to lunch. I asked him, I said, so many years you still keep going. So what really keep you going? And he was silent for a while. Then he told me, he said that humiliation. Humiliation. So then he told me something about his father's story. And uh, so his father was born in Australia and studied in Germany. I think I studied chemistry. He's an engineer. And uh, you, that, now I have to tell uh, you some about some his Chinese history. I, I don't know. Maybe Billy and, and Nan, maybe you heard about that. You know, that time uh, in 1943, and uh, they have this called a final American Special Technical Cooperative Organization, short for SACO, S-A-C-O. It's basically is a, another way that communist China is before communist with the Kuomintang government, America, they, the two countries have mutual uh, treaty and uh, to uh, forming an intelligent gathering uh, entity. So that's the entity called SACO. And uh, so the, uh, his father uh, was an engineer and st- still working in, the, uh, in Germany because he was born in Australia. So his English and German are very good, and, but he's Chinese origin. And uh, so that time I, after Pearl Harbor, and I think uh, he should uh, go back to China and to helping the Kuomintang government to fight the Japanese. And uh, so he took a, and take, took a great r- risk. And uh, all the way, I think, uh, from Hamburg to uh, London, and uh, then all the way from London, all the way, uh, the ship to uh, in Shanghai. And uh, then uh, uh, arriving in Shanghai, he said that he wanted to um, uh, help in uh, fighting a Japanese. Uh, what kind of uh, uh, place he can go? So somebody told him, but you speak uh, perfect because English is your first language. He was born in Sydney, Australia. He said that, so you also speak German. So we had to introduce you to that uh, circle, you know, special technical cooperative organization, which was uh, China and the American uh, established. And uh, so they sent him to uh, Sichuan, Chongqing, 
that time the Kuomintang's capital during the uh, Japanese occupation, they, they moved the capital to Chongqing. So that place was uh, located in Chongqing. So he joined it. And somehow, uh, it's really a wrong place and a wrong time. And he didn't know anything, you know, because this organization is supposed to fight in a Japanese, right? And then I think uh, they did, actually. It's, uh, it's nothing to do uh, to capture a communist uh, party members, torture them. It's absolutely against the Japanese, gathering uh, intelligence information. And, uh, of course, they need all different uh, technologies. And so they hired those engineers. I think uh, in, from 1943 to 1946, uh, three years, uh, they uh, training about 3,000 uh, those uh, special force uh, uh, to, against the Japanese. I think uh, uh, kill uh, 70,000 Japanese uh, military, uh, the Scorera. And uh, then uh, and they also into sabotage, I think, uh, destroy some 200 bridges, everything, you know, all good things he, they did. Of course, 1946, uh, the war is over, uh, Germany surrounded, and uh, so don't need it. So they be dissolved and no more. And But uh, he also come back to Shanghai and working in the uh, chemical uh, um, factory as an engineer. And, uh, but um, during that, for 46 to 49, and uh, uh, that time still the Kuomintang and, and control China, not the Communist Party. And uh, he was the guy that didn't know anything about politics because most of his life or living in the free world. And he didn't know anything about communists or anything. And he's also not interested, not joining anything. So he just working as an engineer and, uh, and, and get married. And at that time, uh, I think in 1947, he had a daughter. Uh, and my friend uh, Steve was born in uh, 1951. So basically, a very happy family. But uh, what happened is uh, after communists took over and uh, they named uh, that uh, organization, SECO, is uh, uh, imperial, uh, 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 the capitalist, I mean, American, a uh, foreign uh, aggressor or whatever they call. And uh, they were torturing, used this organization to capture communist party member, torturing whatever. So they also set up a, is like a museum and they use the handcuff and everything, say that's the evidence to show this organization was torturing communist party member. Also somebody wrote a book called The Red Rock or something and making a movie and also uh, make a, 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 a opera or something. And uh, so make everybody know that's the very bad uh, place uh, as the uh, American and the uh, Kuomintang government uh, cooperated organization. So anybody was uh, worth for that organization and they're going to be captured, they're going to be uh, arrested and uh, sent to the uh, jail and, and prison 
And uh, so this guy was captured in uh, 1952 because they say that he joined there. He didn't do anything. He just uh, uh, engineer. And also, due the time he was there, they did everything against the Japanese. So he's supposed to be a hero, right? But end up becoming a, a criminal. So they arrested him and sent him to a, a prison and actually the forced labor camp um, near Shanghai. And uh, so, uh, so for, for almost 30 years. So when Steve was born, 1951, I think one year old, and his father sent away. And they labored an anti-revolution family. So it's immediately becoming an enemy of the state. So they also lost the income because the father is only one work. So the mother had to do everything good and to, to feed the family. And uh, so I, I remember he, he taught everybody in the, in the apartment, did all the people, complex, all the girls to learn piano. So we like pay her six yuan a month to learn piano. So he get a, and 10 uh, uh, students, so that uh, to make some, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, to buy some food uh, to feed uh, the kids. And so I'm trying to say is that finally, finally, 19, probably 81 or something, and that, that this old guy released from the um, prison. He was an old guy. I never met him. But first I met him in San Francisco. And, uh, you know, I saw his young, when he was young, their wedding pictures. And, uh, and he was a handsome young man. And, of course, he got out of jail and he hardly can speak anymore. It's because nobody talked to him in the labor camp, whatever. So he lost the ability to speak. And then the whole family, 1981, they prepared to immigrate to uh, Canada because Steve already out to Canada study uh, in the university, Alberta University. And uh, so the whole family going to move over there. But the, he's the only one who didn't want to go. So they were asking, why you don't want to go? He said that. You know, I just, uh, if uh, I'm going to meet all my old friends, uh, if they're still alive, all, uh, you know, uh, classmates, relatives, everybody, they're going to ask, what did you do all your life? He said, how I can answer. They said, well, you don't have to say anything. He said, I, I just don't want to talk to anybody. I just don't want to go. So he said, I just died in whatever the apartment in Shanghai. He said, you guys go, go, go. But finally, they convinced him to uh, to Canada. And uh, so I'm talking about in Chinese jail, they can turn a person, basically, it's like a dead man walking, you know, took away everything you, and, uh, and including your soul, your spirit, you know, you basically dead, just the body still there. So that's what I'm talking about. That's the last story uh, about the father.